Creating Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled, Climate Change, a new conversation to end the argument. This might be tough to do, but if you can, try to suspend all of your prior thoughts, knowledge, and beliefs just for a moment And let's start off on the topic of climate change from somewhere completely new. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. You could be a climate skeptic, a climate alarmist, a climate denier. You might say you're a climate realist. Regardless of what you believe and think about climate change, just forget it for the next 15 minutes. Let's take it further, if we can and assume human beings really don't know much about long-term climate patterns, let's pretend we don't know what influences the weather, short and long-term, and let's look at the world today trying to ignore what the weather or climate used to look like and what it might look like in the future. Basically, let's try to start back at square one. Now, I'm going to make a few statements, and let's see if anyone disagrees. There are a few issues we are experiencing in general on this planet. Things certainly aren't perfect, and some of the problems humans are experiencing are caused by human activity. Can we agree about that? Some things are out of our control, 100%, and some events are caused by human action. We can see the effects directly. We don't need to measure anything or go to a lab and do science. We can see the impact. So I'm not talking about ice caps or anything. What I mean here is, if a company has an oil spill, we can see that oil in the water. A farm has pesticide runoff, we can see the runoff in tailings ponds nearby. Things are happening, many good, some bad because of the progress we have made as a civilization. The oceans have a lot of plastic in them. Can anyone argue that? The air quality in certain places in the world is visibly poor. India and China, uh, Los Angeles 20 years ago, you can see there is something in the air preventing a clear view and is unpleasant at the least to breathe. Water sources are drying up in certain areas while other coastal regions are experiencing floods. We are burning gasoline all day every day with cars, boats, planes. Is anyone willing to argue that we are not burning gas? And I mean, if you stand in a garage with a car that's on burning gas, you don't survive. It's poisonous to breathe the exhaust from things that burn gas. Now let's pause here. I'm not making anything up. I'm not trying to sensationalize anything or make a radical claim. I'm not using any data to suit any purpose here. I just said some things that happen. I'm not a scientist, and I didn't use any science. The question I pose to those listening, regardless of what you think about climate change, is are those things good? Are we happy about the statements I made? Can we find anyone who is happy about those statements? Uh, 
Can we continue to do what we're doing forever without changing or adapting? And if we continue what we're doing, will the world be a better place? Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Alex Epstein, but he wrote the book The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, and he argues that yes, we need gas and oil. We needed it to progress as a civilization to the position we're in today. This progress has allowed us to create renewables, medicine, refrigeration, transit, the internet. We should be thankful for it, and we'll need it in the future. And he's right about that. But can we keep putting plastic in the ocean? Can we keep burning gas and oil forever? What if we accelerate our usage of gas and oil by 1,000% yearly for the next 1,000 years? Is that a good idea? This is where the conversation needs to start. We don't have to say, scientists say this or that, or overwhelming evidence suggests. We need to have a conversation where we can agree about some basic first principles. Plastic in oceans, good or bad. Gray air, good or bad. Poison water, good or bad. We don't have to agree on the future temperature and the repercussions of that temperature. We don't have to agree right away about what to do about the problems. What we do need to do is look around, take stock, see that there are areas where we all certainly agree that things need to change and improve, and then act. This is government, and it's not that difficult when we stop for a moment and recognize that we're not against each other in any way, shape, or form. We're working together to build a viable society. Throughout the years, the Green Movement, which is doing incredible things, climate scientists and sustainability advocates, well, the conversation has been tilted toward explaining knowledge that is out of the grasp of the general population. What I'm saying is very simple, but why have we not heard the conversation framed in terms of what are the things that are harming the environment, both wild and human life, we all can agree should be prevented? This isn't to say that certain aerosols weren't banned due to ozone damage, and there aren't waves of anti-plastic movements or plastic taxes or carbon taxes in certain places. But why can't we all notice the harmful effects of X and work to reduce them? If 50% of the world recycles and 50% doesn't, it's not really solving the problem. If 50% of the world throws their garbage in a landfill, it's not really solving the problem. You don't have to vote or be a political person to want clean air or water. This isn't an us versus them issue. This isn't a debate where there are sides and teams. It's just a question of, do we want it to be nice outside and livable? This can be a profitable venture as well. There's no reason money can't be made cleaning up the world and powering it in efficient, renewable ways. And so what I'm trying to say in this episode, or more accurately maybe what I'm trying to do, is give you the example conversation regarding climate change that needs to happen with everyone. Regardless of the side you're on right now, we're not communicating with the other side in an effective way. One side says they're right and the other is wrong, and let's not do anything. Or let's have certain pockets of places agree to act, 
while others seemingly ignore that there's any problem whatsoever. We need to go backwards and ask each other if we're happy with the water quality and if we want to do something about it. From there, taxes or plans, those can be debated and argued. Maybe we should incentivize renewables in different ways, but the point is, we all do want clean water, and we all want clean air. Politically speaking, here's an issue where we're all aligned. We know that there are actions we could take that would benefit the environment, the economy, life support systems for children and the elderly, and yet, because we have a few minute disagreements, or from some's perspective, massive disagreements that are nevertheless about one to 10 issues, for some reason, we can't all work together and solve the things we do agree about. There is a bottom-up solution here I advocate for called social currency, and I'll discuss it further in my ebook and in some of my future podcasts. But for now, I'd love to hear if anyone listening knows of any type of program or group who's making similar noises regarding not focusing on climate science and catastrophe, but more so focusing on real-world pollution and solutions to waste disposal, energy procurement, etc. But let's move on to the final segment, the same way I end every podcast with a semi-actionable idea about how to make the world, life, or both a little better. How to create utopia. This episode is really about conversation and realizing that if we reliably can see that people are disagreeing or have been disagreeing for a while now or can be seen to be on a certain side of an issue, why not try having a new conversation from a new perspective or angle? When it comes to issues that are literally life and death, like climate change, it's tempting to feel like there's an imperative to change minds immediately and error correct and argue to prove a point. And it's taken a lot of personal arguments and difficult conversations myself to see that sometimes you aren't ever going to change someone's mind. They have to change it themselves. All you can do is arm someone with the ammunition they need to change their own mind later. Ironically, in the most diametrically opposed situations, the most heated, where people will end relationships regarding an issue like abortion, climate change, political affiliation, well, if you can frame a conversation in a way that the person you're talking to sees you agree with them about certain things, they're more willing to pursue information on their own, that may lead to a changed mind. What I mean here is, a Trump supporter who hates CNN and fake news, well, I'm not a fan of CNN either, and the mass media news organizations in general have not been fully honest in any way, shape, or form for decades now. We agree there, and it's fine to admit that and talk about it. I'm not saying CNN is propaganda and a, a machine for lies. But they're certainly not talking about the most important issues from an unbiased perspective. Or when it comes to abortion, I fully support the right for a woman to choose. But I agree with the anti-abortion crowd that we should do whatever we can to move toward a place where no one gets an abortion freely by choice. But those issues are best saved for another podcast. Just recognize that 
we can discuss anything from different points of view. If you know someone who denies climate change or is against the Paris Accords or if you are someone who dislikes bans on plastic straws and bags like I do, then realize that the conversation can't just be you're right and everyone else is wrong. It can't just be I'm right about climate science and therefore we should ban whatever we can and there's no space at the table for discussion. It has to be inclusive. We debatably shouldn't ban plastic straws. We should create a viable alternative that is more cost-effective, like biodegradable paper straws. The problem is, once we start banning things, we really logically should never stop, because things will never be perfect from everyone's point of view. That's why my name here is Creating Utopia, because we always have been in the process and always will be in the process of making life and the world a little better. So if we have a conversation with an open mind and find areas we can agree on with everyone, if we do that, the world that we create will have no choice but to move in the direction of utopia. <laughs> for listening to this week's episode of Creating Utopia, the podcast. If you found it interesting, please share on social media. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia, and any questions or comments, I'll make every effort to reply to everyone. Stay tuned for the next episode, which is taking quite some time, and is my attempt at a thank you to everyone who's listened to the Creating Utopia podcast thus far.